Hello and welcome to the final pod play of season three. This is number 10 of 10. So if you've only just discovered us, you've got another nine of these. Well, actually, you've got another 29 of these little beauties to discover because there are two more seasons of the same podcast for you to go and check out as well. And they're so dinky and so tiny that you'll probably smash through a lot of them in just a couple of sittings. So don't delay. And if you are a writer, of course, we are reading scripts currently for season four four of the scene podcast i know there's no stopping us so send us in your work at thescenepodcast.co.uk and watch this space for announcements of the plays we will be making very soon we'll also be at the dorchester festival of script writing in the corn exchange in Dorchester on the 28th of October to tell anybody who will listen about the scene podcast and tell all the good folks of Dorchester and the surrounding counties to send us in their stuff. So if you're in the area, if those happen to be your ends, then come on down. We are scheduled on the festival website. You'll find us there. But first, this week's pod play is an absolute corker. The title, Hacking Tyler, written by Judy Class and Ron Reed. Imagine for a second that your best friend suddenly adopts a load of worldviews and values that make them pretty unrecognisable to you. Might you think that they had been brainwashed? Or weirder, what if we lived in a world where people could actually be hacked? Like the technology exists to put ideas into their brain. How would you be able to distinguish from what they actually think about things and what's just a side effect of their programming. This is Hacking Tyler by Judy Class and Ron Reed. Look, can I get you anything? A cup of tea or something? Um, no, that's okay. Well, hey, I, I guess it's nice that you've decided to stop by and visit me, Remy, but... I'm not sure I know what it's about. Yeah, um, I'm not sure I know either. Listen, would you mind knocking it off? The staring. It's creepy and it's rude. Uh, Sorry. What do you find so fascinating that you feel the need to stare? I was thinking that it's good to see you. You look just like you. Staring at you, I feel... Like I'm actually in the same room with you. I am me. Not really. You're you with other things grafted on. Well, that's how I make a living. And you know this from way back. And I don't need you giving me a hard time about it. It's different. When the other gigs ended, you went back to being you. And in the meantime, I just avoid talking to you about cake batter or waterproof wristwatches or whatever you were promoting. They've programmed every part of you this time. And it's possible that you're never coming back. What you need to accept is that this is not programming. You're the one that's been programmed by the opaque news media. You live and breathe, ONM. See? You open your mouth and the effect is ruined. I can't pretend that you're you anymore when you speak. All the talking points and buzzwords come pouring out. Well, I'm sorry that you can't accept that I've become a person of strong convictions. You were never political, Tyler. Well, now I am. You were kind and funny. Oh, spare me. But still, I've missed you. All these months, I couldn't call you or send a message. 
Because the programming is all I'd get. But if I look at you, you look just like my old friend Tyler. Even your voice. Except when you're spouting the talking points and buzzwords. Oh, Remy, don't you have somewhere else to be? Uh, not really, no. It's a slow weekend. I've been trying to finish a music track for a film Denny's making. He sent me through a rough cut, but I don't think I'll feel very inspired if I go home and try to work on it now. After checking with you, seeing that you're still an invasion of the Body Snatchers pod person... Oh, you know I hate that pod people crap. You've been pulling it since I started work as an ad campaign and an idea surrogate. I cut it out for a long time. I haven't said it to you in years. Well, I didn't need to hear it again, ever. I don't need that kind of needling back in my life. Have you taken on any new products? Yes. Right now, I'm letting people know about the impossibly delicate and light, flaky crust on Danbridge pastries with a, a heavenly, buttery taste. They come glazed and unglazed, with fruit fillings and cream fillings. Some are mild, and some are sinfully spiced with just a hint of sweetness. When you buy a box of them, you find that each pastry is individually sealed inside its plastic wrap. And when you open them up, you breathe in the aroma of an early morning bakery, in the moment when a tray of pastries is lifted from the oven. It's bakery freshness and goodness, with all the convenience of a box that you buy at the store. And you share your thoughts about this. I post about these delicious, old-fashioned pastries online. Yeah I, yeah, I write reviews. I counsel shoppers who get goods delivered, but they aren't sure about what snacking options to explore. I walk down the street, eating Danbridge products, and expressing how good they are, as I do crave them several times a day. I've done chalk drawings on the pavement, and I, I sometimes approach people in stores, and right, so I can... Right, that, that sounds like what you usually do. And that pastry programming isn't overriding your previous programming for the transparency party? I am not programmed from the transparency party. You're the one who's programmed by the opaque national media, the ONM. Sounds like onanism. And that's very fitting, because that is what they engage in. Mind wank. It's all mind wankery and self-indulgent noise, smearing the transparency party and smearing Gordon Bollinger. Gordon Bollinger is not in office. He lost the election. The party lost on a massive scale. And your programming to support them was only supposed to last five months. It made you unpleasant. And I'm not your only friend who wound up avoiding you. But we were counting on you coming back and being yourself again after the election. Have you given any thought to why that hasn't happened? It wasn't programming. It was ideas about the need for transparency in journalism and in our political process. And it awakened me to the need to think harder. It gave me the tools to articulate what I've always thought about these issues and I'm never going to lose that. They paid you for five months. You signed a contract for five months. You didn't know at the time you were selling your soul permanently. Think, Tyler, think about who you were before Oh, you. shut up! Every time you signed a contract before that, you came back once they were done renting your headspace. They honoured the contract they signed with you. 
A whole year we put up with you suddenly spouting off about waterproof watches and the heat and the cold and the stress those watches can withstand. Any little thing could set you off about it. Somebody saying, let's meet at five o'clock. But when it was over, it was over. And they fed you a phrase to repeat that snapped you out of it. What was it in that case? It doesn't matter. This is different. I really believe in what I'm saying. Sometimes waterproof watches get really wet. Wasn't it... Wasn't it something like that? Did the transparency party give you any phrase like that to snap you out of this? Did you write it down somewhere? Is it on your computer? I've been awakened politically, Remy. Can't you understand that? You don't come back from gaining awareness, from seeing the world as it is. I was willing to accept your stupid story about that before. That you were honestly converted. A lot of us were ready to say the hell with you. But then, I've been reading, and there have been articles in real fact-check newspapers that... To hell with the ONN! ...about the transparency party operatives who never come back. It said their contracts might be different. The party had people sign contracts, but some people renting out headspace to Gordon Bollinger and this campaign never got copies of the contracts they signed. And there was a crucial hidden clause that a lot of them never got to read. It implied that they might not come back, ever. And it indemnified the transparency party if they stayed programmed. Did you read every clause in that contract? It was 20 pages long. And it says a lot about how transparent the transparency party is, is that they refuse to answer questions about this. And they refuse to provide a copy of the contract. They're the only ones out of all the companies and groups renting headspace. That is a lie. That is irrelevant. That is just the opaque news media making things more opaque by squirting out lies and smoke and smears about Gordon Bolliger and what his party is trying to do. So that's when I thought about coming round to see you again, Tyler. When I read about that, it occurred to me that as obnoxious as you've become, you're really a victim. Your friends and your family ought to be trying to help you. We ought to view you the way we'd view you if you had joined a cult and been brainwashed. I'm not brainwashed! And I don't need any of you! You were never my friends to begin with. I can see that now. I love Gordon Bollinger. As a father figure, as a strong, unwavering leader who speaks truth to the vested interests, more authentic and real, than any crummy system-reinforcing politician. Hmm? He's fresh, and he's dynamic and exciting. And I love the Transparency Party as a family, the way that I never loved my so-called family or my so-called friends. Would I feel that way if they had enslaved me and if they were using me and manipulating me? Of course you would. It could be Stockholm Syndrome, or it could be simply a matter of programming. I'm thinking it's probably both. And the fact that you let your brain be hijacked so often by these various ad campaigns has made you especially vulnerable. It's a hell of a way to make a living, Yes, yes, thank you, Remy. Thank you. You've sneered at me and lectured me for years about what you think of the jobs I take. I put up with it when we were friends, but now I don't have to. 
when you turn yourself into a thing, a commodity, when you rent yourself out like a billboard sign... The Transparency Party understands that there is actually something sacred and beautiful about commodification. Capitalism is about extracting the maximum value from things, from seeing the good in goods, and then having the freedom to get them to people who will pay the most for them. Human beings, adults, have every right to commodify themselves politically, just as they have the right to become escorts and companions. Yay, you've been prostituting your mental space for And the only long. people who object to it are enemies of capitalism. People who want to turn our society into the, the killing field, into the great leap forward. Tyler, those are just tired, nonsensical Bollinger sound bites. If I think they had no right to trick you and take over your mind for all time, that doesn't mean I like Chairman Mao's Cultural Revolution or what Pol Pot did to Cambodia. You know, you sound just like the Khmer Rouge. No, there is no difference at all. No, I don't actually. There's no difference. <sighs> did they give you a phrase snap you out of it or not? Is it like the wet waterproof watches phrase? Could it be something like... The only thing transparent about the Transparency Party is the lies they tell. Could it be something like, Gordon Bollinger calls everything by the name of its opposites, to turn words into nonsense, and to make concepts like truth and facts and journalism and the reality-based universe disappear. Propaganda. Obfuscation. You're trying to hack me now. I am thinking for myself and you are trying to hack my brain. You've already been hacked, Tyler. I'm trying to hack what the hackers have done to you. I'm trying to find the button or the tab or the switch that will turn you back into the person I grew up with. When you didn't hate anyone, not asthmatics, not left-handed people. Oh, Gordon Bollinger does not hate left-handed people. All the Weezers. He's been endorsed by several of them. He only wants us to acknowledge that a lot of Weezers choose to live in dense urban areas and breathe the unwholesome air. Because they hate the heartland and they lack character. And then they walk around with their dumb little inhalers and drain our health resources when they have an attack. Whether they get public or private care. And there are biblical reasons to watch out for left-handers. right? So when they're involved in a crime, we cannot be afraid to call them out. And left-handed people, they should warn us when one of them is going to do something awful. You used to stand up to bigots and bullies in school. I remember you at your best. I'm the same person as I always was. I'm only more aware now and more engaged. I've got my convictions just like any other person. You are fixated on changing me. You're just Bollinger triggered. You're suffering from transparency phobia. It's like the opaque cloud has just engulfed your whole brain. Some people are saying that it takes time. There's no one phrase or safeguard built in that can bring you back. Some shrinks say that something in you, some part of your, some part of your hacked heart or soul or mind will have to want to come back. They say that only you can unhack yourself. When you start missing your real family and your real friends, you can choose to remember what your life was before. You were never a political person, Tyler. But you were fun. 
you were good to have a drink with and watch stupid shows and veg out. You were a good listener when someone had a problem. When Lulu was sick during those last few months, you gave up everything. You went there and cooked for her and cleaned her place and got us all to come over and you kept her spirits up. You were a far better friend to her than anyone. More generous and more kind. Do you remember? Do you remember the sing-alongs? Obviously. Of course I remember. Do you remember getting her to sing and laugh with us just days before she slipped into a coma and had to go into a hospice? We held our cats up in our arms and we sang Proud cats with velvet paws Sweet cats retract their claws Cats just because Strong, gentle purr yeah, 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 Yes, yes, I remember the song <laughs> You told Lulu you'd keep the cats after she was gone And you did Three geriatric cats. You rented out your headspace to two companies at once so you could pay for care for that broken down, diabetic, striped old Tom cat. Theodore. Yes. Theodore. That's who you are, Tyler. That's the generous spirit of the Tyler I was close to. And that was a Tyler who knew that people, even animals, are more than just commodities. And you made fun of people who would spout the party line. Any party line. Do you remember when Kurt and Alice would argue politics? And you'd make rude noises to shut them up. Yes. Do you? Do you remember how ridiculous they sounded? Before and during your rude noises. Yeah. Especially to you. Because you're not a political person. You were never a political person. Yeah, I was never a political person. You always had your priorities straight. You always said that friendship matters more. Yeah, but you're the ones who have all cut me dead. For political reasons. Because you've become insufferable. Because you're no longer you. I'm trying to remind you. Do you remember the trip to the house by the shore? Yes. We had that house for four nights. Who was the referee when we'd fight over who got the good beds? And Denny was yelling about film theory and people got childish and nasty. Who kept us all in line and made it a fun trip? I wasn't the only one who made that a fun trip. Oh, please, Tyler. It was mostly you. The rest of us were sulky and petty and ridiculous. Do you remember lying on a beach towel with the gulls overhead and the sun blazing and the shells we found? And building the ugliest, most ridiculous <laughs> sandcastle ever. Yeah. And how it crumbled and caved in? And how we said when the tide came in and washed it away... It would be a mercy killing. Do you remember how close we all felt as a group on that trip? 
and how close I felt to you, Tyler. My old... old friend. Sure, I remember. Do you remember about a thousand pointless phone calls and... and late nights eating junk food and... driving around, listening to bad music on the radio and... talking about rubbish. I'm hoping you'll remember that stuff, Tyler. I miss my old friend. I do want you back. I don't know what I'm up against here in terms of what's happened to you, but I'm betting on you to choose to come back. Even though you seem so different now, but even if they came up with the perfect plan, the perfect hack of a human being, even if you've been hermetically sealed inside of this terrifying new persona. I'm hoping that it's true. That sometimes waterproof watches get very, very wet. Tyler? Please? I'm, I'm, I'm leaving now, so, uh, um, but please, uh, text me or call me. <laughs> Proud cats with velvet paws, sweet cats retract their claws. Cats just be The best stories for me are those that appear to be about something, but are in fact about something else. So here we have the story of somebody who has an electronic chip in their brain and acts as kind of a human billboard. But really, it's about what you do when somebody you've loved forever becomes a person you can't reach anymore. Or in this case, actually kind of frightens you. Really great stuff. And... I cannot get that ha that cat song out of my head now. Oh, maybe I've been hacked. Hacking Tyler was written by Judy Class and Ron Reed. It starred Duncan Watkinson as Tyler and the lovely, lovely Lottie Bourne as Remy. Sound design was by me, Sassy Clyde. It was produced by Jano Media in association with Get Over It Productions. And our theme tune was by Emma McGrath. We'll be back with another ten little pop plays before you can say digital empowerment but for now keep an eye on us we'll be doing a little bit of celebration of some of the wicked writers that we're already reading the work of and make sure you listen to the other 29 pod players that are available at the scene podcast don't miss out on hearing something you might absolutely fall in love with see you soon Shimmy up, won't you